voices of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jaguars! Wilford made the grab. The Jaguars are going to win. There's no time left. It is Thursday, January 9th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, Jacksonville's Recreational Vehicle Salesman of the Week, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, reporting for duty. Glad that you're with us tonight. I'm here. Uh, Good to see you. Uh, Good to be seen. Um, I'm I'm told Tony Baselli is with us or will be with us at some point. Here's what we're getting to tonight. NFL coaching hires. It's that time of year. In baseball, they call it the hot stove when players are moving around and all that. We're not quite Mm -hmm. there yet, but uh, now the NFL coaching hires are being made. We'll go through some of those. Jaguars quarterbacks, one certain quarterback, speaking of RVs, is starting a road trip. We'll discuss that coming up. We'll talk defense and scheme possibilities. Mm -hmm. And there's all this talk about 3-4, maybe changing to 3-4. What does that even mean? And what would that mean in building a football team? We'll hear from logs on that. We'll take a look around the NFL playoffs. Oh, what a great great weekend. It doesn't get much better than what was last weekend. Two overtime games, a wild card weekend. Yeah, the... uh and the, probably the worst game of all was the one that was probably the least entertaining. Or so should I say the worst game of all was the highest rated. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, which was the uh, Seattle-Philadelphia game. That's right. And uh, that was probably the least compelling game of them all. But uh, looking at the ratings is crazy. And then I know the league came out. I want to say it was the statistics are incredible. 41 of the top 50 television shows this year have been NFL football games. I mean, it feels like it's like that every year, though. That's kind of how it works. Well, I, I mean, no. when you when the list has always kind of come out and has been out there about the top-rated television shows in history, and the NFL always seems to be very high on Super that Bowl. list. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, to, yeah. to think about that. I mean, the top 50 shows of the year, the NFL has 41 of the highest-rated shows. I mean, that's – that is mind-boggling, and people wonder how the NFL continues to just grow and grow and grow. I mean, look, well, look at the numbers. While everybody else and their ratings across uh, network television and everything else is, is falling, the NFL is gaining, and it's not by major increments, but it's like the only entity that it's gaining. I wonder what the other nine are. Like the masked singer or something? I, yeah, I, I don't wonder know. What's up there? I don't know. I what mean, would, that's a, that, that's a great great question. But American Idol or something? I I, I, I must know. say that, uh, that I absolutely loved the the playoff games. I mean, the overtime games were fantastic. One, two, and, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, and eight, And if nine, if ten. this week gets better than that, <sighs> oh, are you kidding yeah, me? I, it's gonna be tough to beat last week. We'll break all those games down. I'll review all the wild card games a little bit later, and then preview. Mm. That's what you do when they're coming up. You preview the divisional playoff games that's coming up this weekend. Uh, coaching staff still out on break, scheduled to be back on the 13th. So it is fairly quiet around here. The scouting staff getting some work done. The East-West Shrine game coming up next week. So a lot of the scouts will go down to St. Petersburg for practices for the early All-Star game week. The NFLPA game is next week as well out in, uh, at the Rose Bowl in California. And then the week after that, Senior Bowl. So we're right on the edge of – the off-season pre-draft thing really beginning around here. Well, and if uh, 
And it will be interesting because, you know, the, the, the conversation with Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell at the end of the year news conference was talking about the relationship between scouting and coaching having more dialogue. Yeah. And so what will that include? Coaches, you know, going to all-star games with scouts and, you know, for example, you know, linebacker coach, if we need linebackers, I'm going to sit with uh, the scouts mm-hmm. and say, hey, here's what I think. I mean, is that going to happen? And we obviously won't know that until some of these things happen and, and the reports come about as far as who is there. But uh, if that is, in fact, the case, then in my opinion, the coaches should be doing things like that and, uh, and evaluating personnel and having conversation with the scouting department under Dave Caldwell. Hall of Fame 2020 class finalist Tony Baselli joins us now over the Good. phone line. Tony, what's where are you? Uh, I'm out of town. I'm not in Jacksonville, so I'm on Skype with you guys. <laughs> Blink if you need help. We can uh, we can send somebody your way. Can you, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we've got you yeah. clearly. Yes, yes. Okay, good. I, the blinking. You, you look like you, there, oh, it looked like you're a hostage in some room. I mean, I don't want to make sure no, you're okay. I, I, no, I'm in my hotel room. <laughs> and then, you know, it's not like, I'm not staying at the. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent hotel. Even is it, what is it in a like? Can we guess the state or something? Like, you know, are I'm you a, an undisclosed no, I'm, Waldo? I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Minnesota, the balmy, warm Minnesota. Because I hear January is a perfect time to go to Minnesota. Perfect. Oh, they're lying. You got to learn. Hey, if you're going to be Minnesota up there, right man, now. you got you got to learn how to pronounce the the state's name. No, how do you say Minnesota? Minnesota. It's yeah, an Oda. No. Well, I guess if yeah, if you live up here, that's exactly how you say. Yeah, it, but, call Gus Bradley. Uh, ask him how you pronounce it. All right. So here we yes, are. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, are there any chances that there could be changes on this coaching staff? Sure. At this point in the game, I mean, we're sure. a, a week in, uh, a little over a week after the season. I think. I think. Happen. I think it could happen. Um, I don't think there would be any any hurry to make it happen now, if you're Doug Marone. And the reason I say that is because I think that. With with the cycle that's been happening now with the other openings, I think those jobs that are going to be filled probably have the, the more attractive side of it. Whereas, to be perfectly honest, this wouldn't be as attractive because you're talking about length of contract mm-hmm. and uh, having a little bit of guarantees as far as the number of years that you're going to be employed. So, and then I think this job here if something were to come open it would be viewed as not as attractive because some people view that okay this staff is in a win now mode with this organization as far as personnel and coaching so I think there could be some tweaks but I don't think there's going to be any major changes to the coaching staff for two different reasons one is that the availability of trying to get better number two I think this is a good staff uh, I think this is a very good staff, and uh, Doug made a bunch of tweaks to it this past year, and uh, and I think it's a very good staff. So why change just for the sake of change? Well, there's already been one change. I mean, Scott Milanovic went to be the head coach up in uh, w- one of those Canadian uh, Edmonton areas. Alberta. Edmonton. Edmonton. Yes, yes, thank you. I yes. couldn't yes. think of Would it. Would that be the Eskimo? And, they are, yes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. And it's and colder I, I there than it is in Minnesota. The, yes. It's about the same uh, latitude, it feels like. Um, I do think there could be changes. 
And I think changes a lot of times in the NFL can go out throughout the senior bowl because that's where all the coaches are getting together. Uh, new staffs are being hired. You got to realize most staffs right now are on vacation. And so what happens typically a lot of times is the head coach will bring everyone back together, you know, go through some evaluation of the players and everything else, closing meetings and say, hey, come back in two, three weeks, whatever the time frame is. During that period of time, head coaches all the time evaluate, go through, and end up making changes when their entire staff comes back. So I do think um, it could happen. I'm with Jeff. I would bet against it for all the reasons Jeff said. I think he's dead on. Um, and so it would be a little bit surprising, but it would not be out of the ordinary for a change to be made between now and when the coaches come back. No, and I, th- I think if, if you have, for example, let's say you have a coach who uh, has one year left on his contract and he goes to Doug and says, hey, Doug, you know, I've got an opportunity. This, this John, John wants me to be his positional coach X. And I've got an opportunity to do that. And Doug may say, you know what? You know, I was kind of wanting to replace him anyway, so I'll let him go. Well, don't they have to have permission first? Yes. I mean, that's why I'm saying that, right. that, that yeah. you know, the permission has to be granted. Okay. And it doesn't matter how, how long of a contract that a guy might have as an opportunity somewhere else versus how many years he has left on his contract here. But I, I will say that, look, just because the coaches are off now, it doesn't mean that the evaluation process is put on hold. I mean, look, Doug Marone – has been evaluating his staff all year. It's not like at the end of the year you come to this eureka moment and you go, now I've got to go ahead and evaluate staff. I mean, this is an ongoing process for a head coach or should be an ongoing process for a head coach. And I'm sure that even though the coaches are off, that Doug in his mind is probably working through a lot of different things about how he wants things to be with his coaching staff uh, or with the organization going forward. I mean, the reality is, I mean, Tony, do you, does a head coach ever have a true amount of time off? I mean, a 24-7 week to where their mind is free of being a head coach? No. I think the only time, Jeff, that they do is after the last mini camp until the start of training camp that they're probably – they're still worried waiting for that phone call of like what knucklehead got in trouble during that period of time. But outside of that, they're probably not thinking much about ball. There's no changes to be made. Your staff's in place. You've done all the work. You've done all the prep for camp. So all your calendar and everything's done. I think that's probably, to your point, the only time you really get to take a deep breath is that period of time from the last mini camp. So you're talking about a five-week period in June, late June, early July before they come back to training camp. There are a few – NFL teams that have hired head coaches in the last uh, couple of how, weeks. Let's how go about through that. David Tepper. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's start wow. with the. That was aggressive. That was an wow. aggressive move. Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule coming from Baylor for big money. Signing bonus. Yes. Like two and a half million signing bonus to take the job in Carolina. I, I, I don't ever recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall a head coach in the National Football League getting a signing bonus. And then. When David Tepper was asked about it, he came out and said flat out, hey, this is, this is how we're going to be. We're going to be cutting edge. We're going to have all the resources available to us because basically he said, I've got the money to spend on it. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, so, go ahead and tell it like it is. How do you think the other owners guys feel about 
Tepper paying seven years, $60 million with an incentive package up to another $10 million, making it seven years, $70 million to a guy who's never coached in the NFL before. What, Every what? other coach is saying, thank you, Mr. <laughs> Tepper. Right. Thank you, Matt Rule. You've now set the market yeah. of what it takes to hire a head coach. And the rest of the owners are going, hey, Tepper, what are you doing? What are you, you why, doing? Why are you paying that much money? They came out and said that there's a salary cap for the players, but there's no cap on what I can spend elsewhere. That's correct. And, well, I, uh, and he's right Bill... about that, Jeff. But I guarantee, I cannot. I, I mean, put yourself in the shoes of the other owners. Oh, what, like, do, you, what do you think are, that Bob Kraft is thinking this? right now? Because what's Bill Belichick thinking about the contract that Matt Rule got? Loving it. Huh. Mm. He's sitting there going, "Well, wait a okay, minute. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm worth. If he's 15, worth that. What am I worth? That's right." So some of the other moves, Ron Tony, Rivera to Tony, the, I'm going to ask Tony real quick. Yes. Out of all the other moves, Tony, and uh, Rivera and – sorry, JP, to cut you off. Okay. But Rivera in Washington, Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Rule, obviously, in Carolina. Uh-huh. And then Cleveland, not cited, but Joe Judge in New York. Tony, which of the hires do you like the most? Uh, Mike McCarthy. I think Mike McCarthy – is a guy who's been to multiple NFC championships, been won a Super Bowl, and if you look what he did, there's some great articles out there. What he did this year off, he actually went back and studied, built a whole film room, analytics, everything, and went back and studied what he'd done in the past, what changes he needed to be, mistakes he had made, and worked to get better over this year. So here's a guy who was a pretty dang good coach and had a lot of success. You know who that sounds like? And, and then – took a year off and got better i think mike mccarthy was the best head coach and it sounds like tom coughlin went to some level of that during the year he took off between the jaguars and the giants exactly right exactly right so that'd I be like, the number one for me okay uh for me i'm 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 all over joe judge i i, I think that's awesome well I, the mississippi state thought they had him in the bag and then the giants got him and everybody's like who the heck is joe judge well, based on what Jeff do you love the Joe Judge? Um, a couple things, uh, and and part of it is is because we're talking about an unproven entity that you got to have you got to have some faith here, and I think yeah. that's a, a big big part of it. And I understand that. And Mike McCarthy is a proven commodity, and I'm and I'm with you, Tony. And that I mean, f- especially for for that situation and that fit in Dallas with Jerry Jones as an owner. Having a guy that's been there, done that, understands everything, I think it's a perfect fit in Dallas. I think it's going to work. But what impresses me about Joe Judge, first off, he spent time with two of the best coaches that there is on the planet, and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, number one. And number two, Tony, you remember when we were up there two summers ago in New England for the inter-squad practices between the Jaguars and the Patriots? Yep. And, and what I came away – with a thing that that stood out to me the most, and I said it before on our shows, but just to refresh people's memory, I said this. The thing that impressed me the most about the Jaguars' practices with the New England Patriots, when it was a time for a special teams drill, when Joe Judge called out second-team punt return, second-team punt return was out there, and it was 11 guys, and they were all out there at the same time. When he said... Give me the fourth team punt team. Bam. They're out there. There was never any, hey, Johnny, Johnny, come on. You're up. 
You know, Joe, hey, come on, fourth punt team. Everybody's in the right place at the right time. Never. Yeah. And, I, and I think part of that credit goes to Belichick, number one. But number two, one of the best coaches in the National Football League that I'm a big fan of, and I've said it all along, is John Harbaugh. Because, Tony, and you've said this many times, about the job of a head coach is not so much X's and O's. It's about managing people. And who manages more people better than a special That's teams coordinator coach. in the National Football League? Nobody. Nobody. I think it's a great hire. And I know obviously, he's, he's uh, in a tough place that's demanding it's a big market and it can be it can be scathing and hard but uh i think he's done a great job and and his special teams have always been top notch and i think it's i think it's i'm really excited about that hire and uh because it just it stood out and to this day it still stands out in my mind tony when we were up there well the only word of caution the only word of caution to the joe judge uh, and i don't know joe judge and and uh, very highly respected amongst, you know, other coaches as far as the special teams being a coordinator. Ended up coaching wide receivers this year as well for the Patriots because he wanted to expand uh, kind of his skill set. Mm-hmm. As long as he goes to New York and, and is Joe Judge, I think one of the dangers of a lot of the people from Belichick's and people who hire Belichick assistants is these guys try to come beat Bill Belichick. There's only one Bill Belichick. Like, don't try to be Bill. Be Joe Judge. Like, whatever that makeup is, and, you know, don't try to, you know, uh, run the press conference like Bill. Don't try to, you know, don't, you know, take the good and the things you learn from the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL, but then you have to be you. You have to have your personality. And I think sometimes you watch these other coaches that come from Bill Belichick, and it feels like they're trying too hard to be Bill. And there's only one of those guys. And I think that's critical. Speaking of coaches, today the NFL announced the high school coach of the year, the Don Shula high school coach of the year nominees, one from each NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars nominee, Damanium Springs from Fleming Island High School. Congratulations to Coach Springs. Congrats to him. There will be a committee, um, uh, David Baker from the Hall of Fame, Gil Brandt from the uh, longtime Cowboys personnel man, Mark Brunel is on the board even, Tony Dungy, William McGinnis, Chad Pennington, Don Shula, of course, they will all uh, choose the NFL High School Coach of the Year coming up in just a little bit. Congratulations are in order there. There yes. is a, a former NFL player on there, too. Did you notice that? Who's that? A former NFL player that is, uh, has been nominated, and it's uh, oh, George, uh, T. George T. George T., yeah, yeah and, who was a safety for the Cowboys for right. four or five years. That's and right. uh, he is a high Bama school coach. boy. That's right. Yeah, high school coach in Texas, and he's on the list of nominees. Congrats to him as well. Let's come back. We'll uh, get into Jaguars quarterbacks, including one that's on a road trip Mm -hmm. right now. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. 
Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today. But many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. When they look back through the annals of history, they're going to talk about three things. Discovery of fire, invention of the submarine, and this road trip. Come on, girl. Yeah. It's Gardner Minshew, the second Jaguars quarterback on Instagram this week. He is starting an RV road trip across America, he says. He channeled his inner Jackie Moon with a quote driving, or about to start the road trip driving the RV. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Pacelli. So, so help me out a little bit here. Yes. Okay. Jackie Chan, Jackie, Jackie Moon. Moon. No, okay. Jackie, Jackie Moon. Chan is Who is Jackie Moon? Moon? Jackie Moon's the character in Semi Pro, the Will, movie. Will Ferrell movie. That's correct. Semi Pro. He owns a. Uh, minor league basketball team that he's also a player on. The Flint Tropics. Yes. Yeah. I never saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I have not seen the movie. Woody Harrelson's in it. It's really funny. It's it's pretty. I have to watch some classic lines. Is it, is it worth well, watching? It's, it's silly. One, it's it's, it's one of those movies 
and I want to be careful because I, I can't remember if how inappropriate it is. But anyways, <laughs> it's one of those movies you need to watch like two or three times because like the, there's some one there's some one liners that are just classic. yeah you miss, you miss a lot of lines yeah all right they, yeah uh, they kind of tra- like spaceballs spaceballs yes. got great they, lines they yeah. traded uh, they, they traded for Woody Harrelson for a washing machine I think um, or something yes. like that and they, the bar they did go to see, the bar they go to is the see, Kremlin. Yeah, did you ever see a uh, Slapshot? Oh, yeah, yeah. great movie. Ho- hockey movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, similar, but more... The Hanson Brothers. Yeah, similar to that, um, but down those lines, but a little bit more goofy. A little more even off <laughs> down off well the uh, reservation. There uh, have like been crazy. updates today and, and yesterday. of uh, They had a stop, I think, in uh, Ruston to stop at the Louisiana Tech. Uh, facility to work out and then he's duck hunting today he's got ducks hanging from trees and all kind of stuff so hey, he's, he's living wood, his best wood life ducks. right now he's got uh, some wood ducks and uh a mountain. what kind of ducks are those logs wood ducks take Woody's. us through that okay Woody's uh in the in the timber in the flooded timber different kind of call for those ducks or you uh, how, do you, how does that work uh, them, them things can fly well they're ducks man they, no, no 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 i'm talking like speed wise oh fast I mean, they like when, all they, fly. when they come in, they're like, I mean, Mach 5. It's very challenging. How do they come in? How do they do that again? <laughs> like that. It's amazing. You got that? Okay. They actually broke the sound yeah, barrier when they yeah. came in. That's right. They make a pretty cool little sound, too. Like, a <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just educating people. We're here just on getting you ready for Saturday morning yeah, show. That's, right. that's all we're doing. <laughs> um, so, speaking of quarterbacks. That's a pretty cool little deal, though, to go on a road trip like that. Yeah, right. That is is uh, he going all the way to California? I don't know. I don't know if anybody really knows. Said, really knows where he's going. Right? Said he's going to go from one side of the country to the other. I mean, so why not? I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, I don't know who all's traveling with him, but uh, I'm. I mean, if I was, and I'm trying to remember who else did that, Tony. There was a guy that retired from playing football, that did the same thing. And essentially got an RV, and he traveled around the country. And it was uh, an offensive lineman. It was Joe Howley. Who? Moved into a van. This was recently. Who was that? Yeah, recently. Joe Howley. Uh, Howley, He bought, yeah. like, he equipped this van. Yes. And he sold all of his stuff at his house, everything. furniture, everything, and got a dog. Yes. And got this van. He was a center. Redid the whole right? thing, yeah. And Hawley. H-A-W-L-E-Y. Joe Hawley. Donated a bunch of stuff to charity, uh, sold his Mercedes-Benz, and purchased a 2007 Ford E350 cargo van. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. Because that was, what, a year or two ago? I bet you he's still doing that. Why not? Good for him. That doesn't sound very much fun. Like, the... You need Mitch a bigger RV, that, that, the Mitch RV sounds great. The 2007 350, <laughs> Ford 350 cargo van, not so much. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'd, I'd rather have the, the RV <laughs> I mean, luxury. And, uh, RV has the bathroom. It just kitchen, depends. It just bed, depends, though. Are you, if, if you're staying in motel hotels, I'll take the van. Okay, if you're staying no, in the no, van or the no, RV, no. I'll take the RV. Right, right. Oh, I mean, you know, they'll keep the light oh. on for me. Oh, that's my Jeff. Two thousand seven. That's that's, right. that's thirteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I mean you know I have a new motor in it. I don't know, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, good for Mitch. I mean, when you, I you think, know, what, what is he? Twenty two, yeah, twenty three years old. Right. Yes. Go for it, man. I mean, why not? Old, no kids, I mean, no wife, no no go responsibility. For go for it, man. Absolutely. 
Sounds like you still get a little work in, too, which is nice. It's good. Yeah, I mean, well, this isn't – I mean, look, I mean, yeah, look, if he takes two or three weeks off to do a road trip. He'll be fine. <laughs> who cares? He's going to be okay. Yeah. Is he the number one quarterback on the depth Yes. Track? Right now. Yes. Tony? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. No no question. But I, but I want to say this because I, I talked about this a little bit last week and that even though he's number one on your depth depth chart, doesn't mean that you're satisfied with where you are at that position. So, and I know a lot of people say, well, look at his numbers compared to the top draft picks and, you know, the quarterback in New York, quarterback in Arizona, and his numbers are better. So, if he were first-round pick, we would be extremely excited about Gardner Minshew. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you just say, we've got that position solved, we're good. You can't. You I mean you, you don't do that until until you know and it's proven that you have a franchise guy. You continue to look, and you don't stop looking until you have proven to have a guy. And so, um, I'm excited about Minshew because there's essentially no skin in the game. He's a six round pick. You know, if if he turns into a franchise guy, wow. I mean, awesome. If he doesn't. Six-round pick, right? But if you treat it as if he's our guy, may end up making you make another mistake. Hmm. And you, you 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 made a mistake before by overvaluing the quarterback that you had in mm-hmm. Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that again. You cannot make that mistake again. Because if you if you have that attitude, then it's going to end up having – Missed opportunities that followed. Could you argue they did that a little bit with Foles, too? Overvalued what he was going to be? Not that you could even predict what happened this year, but uh, or is it that's just well, the cost had, of doing business in they, free agency sometimes, right? Well, they obviously overvalued him. If he's not the starter, you guarantee him $50 million. I mean, that's, but as far as what Je- Jeff's talking about, something different there. Yeah. Jeff's talking about overvaluing a quarterback so you don't pick one right, right. in the draft. You from so last year, years, right. instead of picking one, they went in free agency. And that's fine. So they were they were trying to address the quarterback situation, and they drafted one in Minshew. What Jeff's saying moving forward, don't if you see a franchise guy and you think in call that in the college draft and you think he's the guy, don't pass on him until you know you have the guy in your building. And I agree with Jeff. I think it's too early to say Gardner Minshew is a franchise quarterback that's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. Too early. Well, when are you going to know? Well, hopefully after this year. I mean, it's, you know? and what happens with the full, I mean, we're, I know we're talking Minshew heavy here, but I mean, what happens with Foles this year? I mean, he's not got, going anywhere. He, he can't afford, right here. Unless can't you, afford to cut him. And somebody's got to trade for him. You know, you'd like to try to trade him. If, you know, if he's not going to no play, you can't, you can't cut him. I mean, you can if it costs you thirty-three million dollars. I mean, I think oh, thirty-four. Yeah, I think the cap savings on Calais, Marcel, Darius, AJ Boye. I think that's right around forty-seven million. So could you could you make it work? Sure. Yeah, but Things guess what? Tight. You're done. You're done. There goes your free agency right there. That's it. And so uh, the owner expects to win now. 
Is that the route you're going to take? No. 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 No, no, no. And here's, here's the other thing. Uh, if Nick Foles is the backup at $22 million a year, is it ridiculously crazy to have a backup at $22 million a year? Yes. But it's better to have a backup than no backup and just a bunch of dead cap being eaten up for a guy that's not even on your roster. So, you know, it's – I mean, you need two quarterbacks. You have to have a backup. Why would you cut? I mean, you know, it's a sunk cost. Like, you paid Foles the money. So, it is what it is. So, just, you know, if he if he can't beat out Minshew, then keep him as the backup. I mean, most – put it this way. Most teams, if you lose your starter, for the most part, you're done. I mean, you lose a franchise guy, you're you're pretty much done that year. You know, for as far as right, yeah. But with the Nick Foles, I mean, are you are you done? I mean, he's he's proven to be arguably the best depends backup that, in NFL it history. Depends how he plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, he's proven that he is arguably the best backup in NFL history. So, and I, I'm not saying that that's what he's going to be because I I I can't read the tea leaves. I mean, maybe he comes back. And uh, and with the offseason and staying healthy, and, and he clearly shows he's better than Minshew, and then he, he leads this team to great heights. I mean, I, maybe it happens. He would easily be the highest paid backup in NFL history. Well, I mean, what, what happens if he wins the job? Then he wins the job. Great. So, okay. I mean, that's – I think he won't that's, be the highest paid backup. Nope. So, I think you approach it as if Minshew is the number one, but the reality is, is that players compete every day. And jobs are open, even though they're not reported to be open or as a quote-unquote open competition. The reality is is that every position is open because if a coach sees that JP is better than me at doing something, then coach is not stupid. I mean, he's he's trying to coach and, and coach well so that he can keep his job. And to be a be- have a better team. So, look, Coach will replace me with JP if you're better than me at whatever. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. It's getting that time of year, the pre-draft process beginning. All the early All-Star games are this next week. And then the Senior Bowl coming up the week after that. Here are the quarterbacks that have accepted invitations to the Senior Bowl this year. We'll see if any of these guys uh, do anything for you. Shea Patterson, Michigan. Steven Montez, Colorado, Jalen Hurts of Oklahoma and formerly Alabama, Justin Herbert of Oregon just accepted his invitation the other day to Mobile, Anthony Gordon at Washington State, and Jordan Love of Utah State. Of course, seniors or graduated players are the only ones invited to the Senior Bowl. This does not include Tua Tungavailoa, uh, Jake Fromm, who has just uh, yesterday announced that he's going to the NFL from Georgia, and um, the LSU quarterback, who still has a game to play, in fact. Any of those guys do anything for you? I haven't watched uh, It's too early. I, yeah. Yeah, it's way too early. I mean, Jalen Hurts is interesting to me. He's such a great athlete in the way that that I think you can play today in the NFL, and I think you have to be able to buy time, and he has a good arm. I don't. I would want to watch his accuracy. Herbert has the big arm in Oregon, but he has accuracy issues. Um, and then I haven't seen the other guys enough to make any comments. Right, so – We'll see if they uh, – I don't think they'll add any more before a couple of weeks from now. Uh, let's come back. Defensive talk. 
and scheme changes. Uh-oh. Any are coming, but how Here difficult we go. is that? Uh-oh. 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 Are you stirring it up, JP? Yeah, you gonna change I am. The scheme? What else would you like to talk about, okay. Logs? All right, let's change the scheme. <laughs> Back in a moment, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. (laughs) But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford. Some things make a house your home. Like cozy indoor warmth that makes bare feet on a chilly day your thing. When heating with natural gas, you get faster, warmer comfort, save money, and earn a rebate up to $725. Your home. Our safe, reliable, efficient energy. Love natural gas. Find rebate details at peoplesgas.com. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB. Equal housing lender and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Jeff Logman, Tony Baselli. The offseason is upon us. Here we are. A bunch of other teams are playing playoff games. We'll get to those coming up this weekend, the divisional games. We'll recap the wild card games from a wild, wild card weekend from last week. 
But first, let's flip to defense. And there's all this, you know, social media talk. If you if you're into that, I know Tony's into that. Logs, oh, yeah, your logs, you're a big Twitter guy. Yeah, I'm big. I know big, you are. Yeah, you're all over this thing. But what would it take? to change to a 3-4 defensive scheme. Uh, how difficult is that change? Do the Jags have the personnel to get it started? What holes would they have to fill? How close were they last year? They had moments where they showed it early, I think, in the preseason, right? So how far away are they if they were to do that? I don't, I don't think any team is that far away from, from being a 3-4 team if you're a 4-3 or if you're a 4-3 team, you know, vice versa. So uh, – they had they had it in their in their package this year, and uh, we saw it little glimpses of it throughout the season. Uh, it kind of faded away more so at the end because you had the issues with, with injuries at linebacker. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I mean, I will say this: and that look to play a three four, what you have to have typically is four really good linebackers, and right now you have two. And that's assuming Ngakwe is back under contract. So you would put him as one, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, and Miles Jack, could he be one? Yes, he could be one. And uh, if he gets back to his level of play, obviously better. But when you have four really strong linebackers, it makes sense to probably play some more 3-4 principles. Nobody plays the old school 3-4 that I saw when I first came into the league, like in the late 80s and, and early 90s. That's kind of become almost extinct. Most teams that play 3-4 nowadays are playing the 3-4 that is a gap scheme. Because the old school people that they think of a 3-4 is, is a re-defense and it's not a true gap scheme. But the 3-4... The it's a two-gap two scheme. Yeah, the old 3-4 was a two-gap. Where you had two defensive ends and a nose tackle that were playing. The nose tackle was playing the center down mm-hmm, the middle. Mm-hmm. And then the ends were playing the tackles down the middle. And then the linebackers were over the guards, the two hammerheads, as far as linebackers. Yeah. But but nowadays, the 3-4, everybody's on a gap. So it's not that big of a change to go from 3-4 to a 4-3 or 4-3 to 3-4. So I, could they do it? Yes. Uh, I think this team needs to worry about, first off, right now, is finding the personnel to play either one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I think once you find the personnel to play – good defense, you can play a 3-4 or you can play a 4-3. And I think that they probably would have shown more 3-4 this past year if Ngakwe had been present in training camp and they had the opportunity to maybe get him more reps. And then the injuries obviously derailed some of that. So what is the – JP, what is – outside of it being the offseason, you're looking for topics to talk about. What is the <laughs> uh, – what is – what, what, what is pushing – or what, what, what's pushing the conversation to go to a 3-4? I think some of it's the Ngakwe stuff. You know, how could you utilize him and maybe Allen a little more together? You know, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Well, and here, here's, yeah, here's, here's, and here's I think reality. the danger is, though, and I understand that, and that's fair, and you want your best players on the field, and I think mm-hmm. there's ways to do that, whether it's yeah. a 4-3 or a 3-4. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, we, we throw these terms out, like, hey, let's just go to a 3-4, which is so – like it changes what kind of inside linebackers you have. It changes your front. I mean, you need a big nose, two big defensive ends that have a different skill set than a four three guy typically. Um, and so there is Somewhat. um say that again. I mean it's different though, Jeff. It's not the same. I know no, it's, it's not it's a little different. There's much two gap and there's more gap schemes, but still if you go watch 
you know, the Steelers are a straight three, four team. Um, the, uh, the Patriots run a lot of three, four. Um, and so you look at the teams that do, and there's more than just those. I mean, it's a, you have different body types and different guys that are playing those defensive ends. If, if you had two Clay's Campbells, perfect. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I mean, I mean the body what? type. Let's go to the Clay's Campbell tree and pull one well, well, when I say when I say that, I mean, obviously, you never get that. But I, I say. <laughs> if you had two Clay's Campbells, you'd be a pretty good 4-3 team, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be like a, that body type, big, strong, powerful. Because when the Jaguars play their 4-3, their defense has what they call that strong side in, that 4B. That 4B is essentially, he's a defensive end from a 3-4. I mean, that's kind of the principle behind it. So uh, so there's not a lot of difference there. And I mean, if you had, obviously, two clays, like that type of build, big, strong guys that have a little athleticism, Clays obviously is – way more athletic than most guys that have that type of, of build. But, I mean. Hey, scouting department, I got it. Go yeah. find another Calais Campbell. Well, we, need, we need another one right now. Six eight three fifteen. He's, he's so unique in that, uh, you know, and I say that. When, when I say that, I mean big, strong, powerful guys. But, I mean, he, he really is unique, and it's kind of funny to, to say that because I don't know if there's ever been a guy that has had Calais's measurables that has played the game like him. And he's really unique. I mean, you th- think about six, eight, three hundred pounds, athletic, can play on the edge, how big can was play cur- inside how and big sub. Was curse. But curse was a different player completely. Right, different. I know, but oh, I'm just trying was, to think measurable. Like he, he was, was tall. what, Tony, six four, two sixty five. Curse was six six five, two forty five, two fifty, right. ran four four. He was I a thought pass he was rusher. a little heavier than right, that. Right, but I'm just thinking height. Like yeah, he was tall, but he wasn't thick like No, 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 no. He was, no, it was uh, like they, they played different positions. Right, I mean, the same right, guy. Right. But let me let me go back to I mean Josh Allen's more like Curse. Yeah, when Definitely. you were you were talking about uh Three four and, and four three stuff. Thank you. Sorry. Just to go back to that, just for a minute, and that, think about it. Based on because that's a base defense. That's when the offense is in one tight end, two wide receivers, two backs, or two tight ends and one back and two wide receivers. You're only playing base defense. What is it? Thirty five, thirty eight percent of your defensive snaps of, of on the season. And then once you're once you're past that, then you're all sub. And what sub is is your nickel or your dime defense, which you're in four down for the most part. And you might have a three down with one guy walking around as what we call a spinner package, which Ngakwe did sometimes with the Jaguars. So, you know, I I understand and I appreciate a lot of people's opinion about should this team play a four three or should it play a three four, when the reality is that's just that's the smallest percentage of the defense if you were to compare base defense versus sub defense. So, I mean, what's all the hoopla about? You know, I mean, this team needs about to worry. percent of the play. This team needs right. to worry about just getting better. And I would rather get better in sub more than I would in base because you're going to get off the field on third down when you're in sub. Anyway, I okay. just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, thanks. Um, let's come back. We'll go around the National Football League playoffs. Uh, and coming up at Daly's Place, a busy spring schedule – is coming up starting in March. Kane Brown, March 28th. He'll play twice, in fact, the 28th and then May 16th. 
two latest shows added, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, June 12th, Tedeschi Trucks Band with St. Paul and the Broken Bones, June 26th. Tickets at dailiesplace.com. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. Minnesota Vikings in the locker room after the Vikings move on to the divisional round. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli. 
Kirk Cousins finally won a big ball game. Congratulations. The Vikings moving on. And uh, that, that mantra goes back to, what, the 2015 Redskins, I think, when he ran through the press room and yelled that at mm. one of the reporters and kept on going. And uh, it applies this week as well. Yeah, first big game that he's won. I mean, the biggest game that he's won yes. in a playoff game. And uh, sent, what, the Saints packing and had a little bit of a controversial call or <laughs> non-call there at the end of the ball game. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, what's the reaction in Minnesota this week, Tony? You're up there um, right now. Oh, they're, everyone's excited. Big uh, big stuff up here on all the radio and everything else, as you can imagine. And uh, I think they feel like they got a pretty good chance. It's actually the game I'm doing this week, too. I'm going to San Francisco tomorrow for the game uh, and looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Minnesota, when Dalvin Cook is healthy and running the way he did against New Orleans is tough. Uh, because they're they're built off the play action pass, and that's when uh, Cousins plays his best football. So I think it's gonna be a really close game. Every game San Francisco's played as of late has been come come down to the fourth quarter, one possession type style, one possession style games, and I, I don't think this is gonna be any different. Yeah, and uh, credit to Minnesota's defense. I mean, they they were good. They were really good in that game, good. and and did a great job with uh, making it tough on the Saints all day long. So I mean. Fun game to watch. Well, you, saw, you saw what they did, Jeff. They moved their two defensive ends, uh, Griffin and uh, – oh, gosh. Daniel Hunter. Uh, Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Uh, from outside and put them as three techniques and rushed them inside and gave the the guards of the Saints all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. And they really harassed Drew Brees all, and, all day. And Griffin just uh, – he's a powerful guy. And, and Hunter is – an extremely athletic guy. So, uh, boy, and I, I remember having a conversation with a couple different coaches, and they were offensive coaches, and I asked them, I said, who is the most challenging defensive mind that you face? And there was, there was two that were pretty much widely respected. One of them was Belichick because, I mean, he's a, he's a defensive mind. I mean, even though that they have a title – they don't even have a title, I don't think, this year with the defensive coordinator, right, New England. No, right. But they've had it in the past. He has essentially been the defensive coordinator for the most part. But the other one has been has been Zimmer. Teams and coaches think that what he does schematically is incredibly challenging. They always say that he's on point. Especially on third down. Especially on third down. Trying, Yeah, trying to find a weakness to attack an offense that he's considered the best. And so, I mean, that's a perfect example of what Tony's talking about, about moving some personnel guys and getting certain matchups. But uh, uh, that's an interesting – that's going to be an interesting game because Tony Wright and that Sam Fran hasn't, you know, blown the doors off of anybody. And Minnesota has a quarterback who just won his first big game. And uh, can he do it on the road once again? I mean, that's a tough task to ask. Some other uh, finals on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, really one of the best Wild Card Weekends we've had in uh, recent memory, at least. Texans over the Bills in overtime, 22-19. Deshaun Watson with a big day at the office. The Titans and Derrick Henry knocked off the Patriots. Tony, you were at that game. Derrick Henry went for 182 uh, and a touchdown. A beast. God, he was a beast. I was texting yeah, Tony I, in the game. I was like, man, it's a great matchup. It was a great football game, and, and Derrick Henry was awesome. And the offensive line, they blocked really well. They did a good job. But in spite of all that, the Patriots only gave up 14 points. They are such a good defense, make the passing game so hard. And uh, 
the Titans, you know, as dominant as they were running the ball, could not get into the end zone. And it was a 14-13 game until the pick six at the end of the uh, ball game when it was pretty much over. Uh, and so really the story was as much as well as Derek Henry played, I thought that Titans defense was just outstanding. Yeah, they did a good job. Tough. And, you know, it, were they that good or was the Patriots offense just that lacking? Yeah. They, combination. Probably yeah, a little bit of both. You know, combination of both. Of do you really believe that Tom Brady's going to play somewhere else next year? Uh, I think there's a chance. Yeah. I think there's a chance. I mean, JP, if uh, if David Tepper <laughs> says, hey, look, Tom, we're going to give you three years, and we're going to give you every resource. We're going to we're gonna have your guys be on staff and, and custom tailor everything we do to what you need to run an offense. I mean, why wouldn't Tom Brady listen to something like that? You know, I mean, here here's the reality. This this is the first I mean, we're talking about the greatest of all time the GOAT. being a free agent. Right. The greatest of all time being a free agent. It's not like he won his last Super Bowl ten years ago either. I mean, you know And uh and look, I, I I'm not inside the mind of Tom Brady, but I think there's probably from the reports, there's probably a little bit on both sides of Brady and Belichick of wanting to show that they can do it on their own, right? You know, the the feeling I get is that Robert Kraft desperately wants, the Kraft family desperately wants Brady back. I think both Brady and Belichick are kind of like, you know, eh. maybe it's time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I think both of them. And so you have Kraft, who's the owner, is probably in the middle of it, begging both of them to figure it out, uh, and not because the last thing you want to see is if you're Robert Kraft, is Tom Brady in another uniform next year. You want him to finish in your jersey and finish it the right way, as far as the legacy of uh, what the run has been and what the dynasty has been in New England. And so he's going to try desperately to get Brady signed up and Belichick on board with it. But I, I get the sense that both those guys are both those guys are kind of like yeah. Maybe yeah. time to move on. Yeah, I, I I hope that he goes back just because I mean I don't I don't I don't want I mean selfishly I don't want to see him in another uniform, but I also get it that you know there's there's business and business and and here's the reality Tom Brady has always taken a very well below market value contract, well below market contract for his entire career, essentially, and will the signs of money. Because there's going to be somebody that's going to throw a lot of money at them because of what it can do for teams' ticket sales and marketing and everything else. Uh, that's Tom Brady's human. You know, you, you got to listen. Here's the divisional playoff weekend schedule. The Vikings at the 49ers. Tony, you're on that game Saturday at 435 Eastern time. The Titans and the Ravens. Saturday night, M&T Bank Stadium on the Inner Harbor. And then Sunday, the Texans and the Chiefs at Arrowhead, the Seahawks and the Packers at Lambeau. What a weekend it's going to be. Who are you like in these games, Tony? Quickly. Uh, 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs. I'm going to go upset, Seahawks. I'm, I'm same. I'm going the exact same. I think Seahawks uh, upset the pack in Lambeau, and I'm taking the favorites elsewhere. There you have it. Mike Malarkey, retired from coaching today, 25 years as a coach in the NFL, including one as a head coach here. Congratulations yep. and good luck. Good for him. He's coming back to Jacksonville. I'm sure he is. To uh, walk along the beach. Mm -hmm. Why not? Good for him. 
Uh, Tony, have a great weekend. Enjoy the trip to San Francisco. Tony Baselli is out of here. Jeff Lagerman's out of here. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Coming up next, the Doug Marone Show. This is the Jaguars Digital Network.